0: Hi guys, this is the third episode of the Beauty of Ugly, and let's talk about some stuff. It seems like there's a lot to talk about. Um, A lot seems to have happened in the past two days. Uh, Yeah, so today is Tuesday. For the past two days, my wife has just been glued to her phone because uh, she has many friends who are journalists, and they all share this uh, WhatsApp group, uh, and they have been sharing uh, all the updates and or the news, or the latest happenings, and it's just been stressing my wife out. Uh, She's just been so high strung because every hour or so she'd be like, oh no, Asmin Ali is going to the Sheraton. He's meeting seven people. Oh no, 11 people. What's going on? I don't know what it all means. Anwar's meeting the king. The PM is meeting the king. I don't know what it all means. And of course, nobody really knows exactly what it all means until they reveal it later, right? So I've just been... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I've been supportive, but I've also been like, you know what, just wait until the end, like uh, you, you're just killing yourself with the stress, but it seems like uh, everyone else has been doing that too, you know, everyone else has, has been so uh, stressed out by all the news that's been coming out, and finally, I think we can talk a little bit about it, because uh, I think the dust has settled a little bit, we're still not quite sure on a few things, Um Okay, what do we know? First of all, I think the coalition that we all voted for, uh, Pakatan Harapan, um, most of us voted for anyway, uh, the majority of us, um, I think they are no longer the majority. So uh, what does this mean? I don't know. Does this mean we are going to have uh, elections very soon? We don't know that yet. Does that mean we are going to have uh, elections as scheduled uh, in a few years time? And then we vote for the new government? I don't know. Uh, we have uh, our PM is still the PM. He's the interim PM. How long is this interim period? I don't know. They just decided, you know what, just put a word interim in there and people are not going to freak out as much. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, he's going to be the PM, right? because he, everyone has pledged support for him. Uh, Dr. Mahathir is currently everyone's uh, BFF according to themselves and everyone is a traitor according to everyone else. So that seems to be the picture that I'm getting. So uh, what exactly happened and what it all means, that really depends on where you get your news from. Some people are saying that uh, Asmin Ali is the bad guy, he's uh, breaking up the party. Uh, Some people are saying that, uh, no, it was Dr. Mahathir, he's this scheming genius who can predict everyone's moves everywhere, and uh, he knows what everyone's going to do, and he's just using his pawns to get what he wanted in the first place. And then some other people, of course, are saying like, uh, Anwar wanted power, and he wanted to be the Prime Minister, and Asmin Ali is the hero for stopping him and, uh, yeah, so it depends on who you talk to and who you believe, and I'm not even going to lead any opinions on this, because that's not what this podcast is about, because, uh, this is not a political podcast, come on, um, but I do feel like so much has happened, and if we, we don't talk about it, then, um, I've got no content, so, uh, yeah, so that was that, but I think it is interesting that, like, my wife, many people were really stressed out, and they yeah, are feeling um, really tired. And, uh, while well, I'm not, because I, I kind of have maybe a different view of government. I believe that a democracy, which is what we're supposed to be, is supposed to be a system of checks and balances. And a democracy is really like a system that assumes Everyone would be a selfish asshole if given a chance, they would use their position um, to benefit themselves, and therefore there needs to be checks and balances, right? Um, Nobody is gonna be given all the power, uh, so that when one asshole tries to do something really bad, then all the assholes says, hey, stop that asshole, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's what the democracy is to me, you know. Um, so nobody is the ultimate boss, you know, not even the prime minister, not even the prime minister's department. That's what, that's what I believe it should be. But it seems like I'm in the minority here because everyone else seems to think, you know what, just let the government do its job. Let the government have all the power it needs. Uh, let the Prime Minister have all the power it needs. Oh, the Prime Minister wants to move all the other branches of government under the Prime Minister's department. Let him do it, you know. Everyone seems to be okay with that. And uh, I don't know. You guys got to think about that a little bit. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, but think about it a little bit. Is that right? So, checks and balances. Um, Malaysians, look it up. Google it. Checks and balances see what it means, see whether we need it, you decide for yourselves, okay, that's what I've been doing, I've been telling people, I've given up on uh, trying to really uh, push for uh, uh, kids to be learning politics in schools, I don't think that's ever going to happen in Malaysia, but I do think that if we just look up, if we, everyone just googles checks and balances, I think we'll be in a much better place, so um, everyone's feeling kind of politically fatigued, and I think this is also kind of interesting because uh, last week I was at this book launch of this book called Rebirth, Reformacy, Resistance, and Hope in New Malaysia, uh, edited by Kian Wong. And at the book launch, I met one of the contributors to the book um, who is this very uh, intelligent young lady called uh, Vilashini Somya. And she had she didn't see political fatigue as something bad uh by political fatigue what i mean is like when you when like what's happening right now when everyone is, is saying like oh you know what i don't want to read the news anymore i'm just so tired i'm tired of all the nonsense that's been going on and that's natural and uh so uh, Villa vilashini her view is that it's not so bad it's it's a good thing it means people have been paying attention to what's been going on right that's that's where the fatigue comes from, is from people actually caring and paying attention. And uh, she doesn't see it as fatigue. as like, oh, you know what? I'm just so tired, I'm going to give up. She doesn't see it that way. She sees it as like tiredness from exercising. When you exercise and you get tired, and then you take a break, right? You you recover, and then you come back stronger, and then you, you have more resilience to deal with um, more nonsense. And... I kind of agree with her. There's been many times in the past where I just felt like, oh, this is so tiring. I don't want to read the news anymore. I don't, I don't want to know what the government is doing. And that's bad, but hopefully someone else isn't fatigued at that time and they're paying attention to what the government is doing. And if they're doing something wrong, somebody's going to say something. Hopefully, collectively, we are, not, we are not all fatigued at the same time. So it's kind of good, I think, maybe some people are fatigued some of the time and other people are not paying attention to the news and then we can kind of cover for each other you know so with checks and balances i've been thinking of like uh talking to everyone about it and uh, i've even been thinking of talking about it in my comedy although nowadays i haven't been doing a lot of political comedy and uh that's not really so much by maybe it is by choice i don't know but i just feel like sometimes i don't know how to do political comedy although i used to do it but it was never really to my satisfaction because i always feel like okay a politician does something stupid or say something stupid and then i point it out and i frame it in a way and i put an put in an analogy or something like the joke is an observational joke like look how stupid this guy is but that's it's not a new observation it's an observation that everybody has already made look at this guy he's so stupid and everybody knows that right so i find that the premise of the joke isn't that strong to begin with so i've kind of like stopped doing political comedy in a sense because i i don't feel like i'm good at it of course you can still take a weak premise and make a good joke out of it. You can take a, you can take an observation that other people have made and make a good joke out of it. You can uh, kind of, you just have to be more clever with your words and uh, come up with better analogies. But uh, I don't like it when the audience agrees with me before I even do my joke. Um, yeah, it's just pre- personal preference. Anyway uh, yeah, I've been talking to one of my friends, uh, Lynn Ruth Miller. She's this 86 year old American lady who I opened for at a crack house last year. Yeah. She's really amazing. And I've been telling her, you know what, maybe at the, at the end of my sets, maybe I should just tell tell the audience to uh, Google checks and balances. Uh, what do you think? And, uh, she, <laughs> she thought it was a bad idea. Um, she didn't, she told it, to me in like as diplomatic a way and friendly a way as she could but I I think she was basically telling me don't do it so yeah but I she's the only person I exchange emails with nowadays Uh, and I my wife found out uh, yesterday and she was a little bit jealous but um but I hardly email anyone now but uh (laughs) but this this old lady is still uh still on email and uh, so every now and then I would uh, drop her an email if I'm, if I, <laughs> if I've got something to uh, tell her, and uh, and she's kind of an inspiration to me because uh, she's 86, she's still having fun. She's sharp as a tack, f- funny as hell, and she, you know, people who are in their forties fifties or, or even people in their thirties, we are all so afraid of growing old. we are also afraid of dying and then, when I see this eighty six year old lady, I feel inspired. I feel like what was I so worried about look at her she's she's having fun she's a single lady, she just does things for herself, she paints she does she she lives in a an apartment with all these paintings. And she's having a good time, you know. So stop worrying. I hope I could be near where she is uh, when I'm her age. What else has been happening? Um, I opened for this uh, young American guy uh, called Jonesy. His name is uh, Chris Jones. Of course, there are a million Chris Jones out there. So uh, he goes by, if you look for Jonesy comedian, you'll find him. He's a funny guy, uh, very original premises, I really enjoyed it, a comics comic. So yeah, if you really enjoy comedy, uh, and you watch a lot of comedy, you probably enjoy his stuff. Uh, And he, yeah, we hung out on Friday night, and uh, he asked us where he should go on Saturday. And I didn't really have any ideas, and I felt so bad, you know, because I felt like, you know, we, we live here, we should have some ideas of What's interesting to do on a Saturday? And of course, there wasn't, uh, as far as I could remember, I, I was too busy to hang out with him anyway because um, I had a bunch of things to do with uh, my wife. And then on Sunday, we went to uh, Kerry Island, uh, Pulau Kerry, to uh, celebrate Ari Muyang with the Mamari people. And when we were there I just thought like oh my god this is this is exactly like Jonesy would have loved to come to this and I think by the time he left already. But uh this is this is the difference between me and my wife. Like I don't know what to do or where to go. I just tag along. I'm a tag along person. Whereas my wife knows like you know what, Saturday you go here, you do this thing, Sunday you go to uh Kerry Island and you celebrate Ari Muyang with the Mary people. And uh yeah if if I had known if I had checked with my wife I probably could have could have suggested that to Jonesy. Anyway, too late to feel bad now. Uh I'll just learn from my mistakes. And uh yeah the Mary are an interesting people. They are this indigenous tribe that live on Pulau Kerry and uh, the surrounding area in Selangor and uh, according to uh, my Wikipedia research, Ma Mary could mean either jungle people or coastal people. The his- Historians they can't really decide what it actually means but uh, the story that most people uh, can agree on is that they came from the southern coast of Johor, so they came from the south, and uh, nobody really knows um, anything about them, and they were celebrating Ari Muyang, which is actually their way of saying Hari Moyang, which means Ancestors Day. Uh, it's kind of their new year, but also kind of their day of honoring their dead ancestors and everyone gets a blessing from the village elder and and then they have a party and a dance and uh, what's also interesting that Ari Moyang is different on a different day for each village uh, so that people from the other villages could come to this village and celebrate on this day and then and then on a different day they would go to a different village and celebrate there so it goes on for quite a few days Uh, the one that was where we were at, at uh, Kampong Sungai boom boom. Yeah, that was on Sunday. So yeah, that was Ari Muyang with the Ma Mary. Uh, pretty interesting. I hope uh, next time it comes around and uh, and a visiting comic uh, or visiting friend uh, asks, I will remember to recommend that. I'm really trying to uh, have a growth mindset. Um, So we learned about this thing called the growth mindset. Uh, Parents and kids, we went for this workshop. Uh, This was also on Sunday, I think. Was that also on Sunday? Yeah. So Ari Mo was on Sunday. And then uh, after that, we had this growth mindset workshop uh, run by one of our friends, uh, Amy Delph. Uh, That was also quite interesting to me uh, because I, I already know what a growth mindset is. It's basically try and think of how to uh, improve all the time, right? The opposite of a growth mindset is a fixed mindset, which is like just thinking that you can't grow or you can't improve. So in in a way, it's kind of like just thinking positive and not pressuring yourself too much, maybe. So I'll give you an example. Like um, I realized the other day I met this guy and I was 99% 99% sure that his name was Stuart. And I was really tempted to call him by his name. You know, say, hi, Stuart. How are you, Stuart? But I didn't. I just said, hello, how are you? And I never mentioned his name, even though I was 99% sure that his name was Stuart. And then, so the whole um, the whole day went by where I didn't really mention his name because I didn't want to take the risk of being wrong. You know, there was still that 1% chance that I could be wrong. And then I regretted it. I was like, oh my God, I'm just like, I'm such a coward because I was so sure, you know, that I knew this person's name, but I, I didn't dare to do it because, because of what happened years ago when I called this guy by the wrong name i thought his name was uh, brian but actually his name was mark or something like that and um, and it was really embarrassing for me and i had i and apologized profusely and i told him i was bad at names and since then i've just been uh i've i never call anybody by their names anymore if i could avoid it And uh, so the problem with that is uh, I've gotten really bad with names. I never really remember anybody's names anymore because I never practiced that part of my uh, brain, right? So I told myself, okay, what can I do? What can I change? Uh, How can I grow? And the thing that I have decided on is the next time I'm a little bit sure about someone's name, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna take the risk. If I get it wrong, I get it wrong. But if I get it right, mm, then good, right? But if I get it wrong, then maybe I'll make a mental adjustment on like, oh, how did I get it wrong? Maybe there's something I could do to be more accurate with my memory. So yeah, that was a really interesting growth mindset. And of course, I was in the workshop with my wife and my kid, and we were all deciding (laughs) on what to do how we were all going to have a growth mindset and uh, improve ourselves, right? And of course, my wife's way of having a growth mindset, she just picked out something that I do wrong all the time. Uh, According to her anyway, I don't agree with her. What it is, is that I'm always very protective of uh, my son when it comes to uh, keeping him warm. So whenever he uh, goes in front of the computer and is in front of the air conditioner, if it's early in the morning, I would turn off the air conditioner or I would just uh, tell him to put on another layer. And she thinks I'm paranoid. So, so her growth mindset was like, you know, Sim does this thing and he's doing it wrong and I'm not going to do that thing and that's how I'm going to have a growth mindset. I'm like, you're not changing anything. How, how is that a growth mindset? And uh, I got, I got pretty annoyed by that. <laughs> and uh, of course she's, she was, that was the time when she was uh, on the phone a lot because she was like getting all these news updates, right? So she was actually not really in the mood to discuss this whole growth mindset thing. So she just kind of pushed that off, you know, and uh, she just wanted to be on her phone. So she was doing that and she's like, yeah, yeah, we have this conversation later. I'm like, what do you mean We have this conversation later? You just attacked me. I feel like you attacked me and you said like you're gonna have a growth mindset but you just like you're not having a growth mindset at all. You're just uh, blaming me for this thing which I don't even agree with and then now we can't have a discussion and then she realized that what she did wrong and then she apologized which is uh, kind of rare for her and then uh, and then she said, oh, it's because, you know, I really got to pay attention to this uh, news right now. And uh, I'm really sorry for what I said. Uh, please don't be angry. So I accepted her apology and I was kind of happy. And uh, and we still don't know what we're going to do for the growth mindset thing, apart from me uh, and the name thing. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to try to remember to not have a fixed mindset whenever we can. I think... Having a growth mindset is just not pressuring yourself that you have to be good at it. Just give it a try and maybe learn something. Uh, yeah, this name thing is, is one of the ways I'm going to at least feel like I have some improvement in my life, some forward momentum in my life. Sometimes I just feel like if I could just do this one little thing, make this one little improvement to myself, uh, I feel like I'm moving forward and I don't feel so stuck anymore. Uh, and then I'm happy, you know. Ah, So yeah, what else has been going on? Um, I've been thinking of maybe cutting out some meat from my diet because the other day, my son was at his uh, chemistry class. He has this uh, chemistry class that I drive him to. And I was talking to some of the parents who are waiting for their kids to finish. And the topic came around to uh, veganism, uh, veganism, uh, vegetarianism, whichever one you prefer. But basically, um, I'm not going to go into what the differences is between vegetarianism and veganism. You guys know what it is. Uh, I'm not even going to insult your intelligence. But basically, I have been thinking of eating less meat. I've been thinking about it for years, and I used to think that meat was something that we really need a lot of, because uh, if we are trying to uh, build some muscle, but you can get some protein from veggie as well, so, I don't know, I sometimes I feel like I'm eating way too much meat, and also... The other day I was talking to these parents and of course one of them is my friend Naren and he's a big proponent of veganism because he's a vegan, his whole family is vegan. He's a vegan for ethical reasons and he has a website that sells uh, vegan food. That's the other reason he uh, <laughs> he pushes veganism because he sells vegan food but he's also selling vegan food because he uh, believes in veganism, let's put it that way. So um, it's not all selfish, right? But he was also telling us all these horror stories um, of like fishermen who um, put like formaldehyde mixed in with water to keep their fish fresh for a long period of time. So that kind of put me off fish for a while. I'm like, I always thought fish was like a healthy food. Now, now I've heard this. I don't know, you know. And then there's also like chicken. There's all these horror stories of chicken, you know. And this one I've actually heard, like, since a long time ago. A lot of the chicken that we eat now is just, is full of meat. And you can tell when you compare it with, like, the free-range kampong chicken that is really skinny. And actually, this really meaty chicken is just, they're just at a chicken farm where they just, they're just pumped full of hormones. So they're just like this bodybuilder chicken. They're actually not really of a mature age, they're kind of like, the chicken are still children, but they're full of muscle, they're full of meat, you know, so I don't know what the farmers are doing, they're pumping the chicken full of like growth hormones, trying to turn the chicken into a turkey, so of course you eat that and uh, it's not that natural, you got all these hormones inside of you now and uh, you're gonna get sick. So I, I don't know, I haven't really decided. I, I have still been eating a little bit of chicken, but every time I look at it, I feel a little bit like uneasy now. So maybe that's the start of uh, a new diet for me, I don't know. But I, I did eat some chicken since that day, but I feel bad now when I feed it to my son. I, the other day he didn't want to finish his chicken, and I'm like, yeah, forget it, you know, just eat more veggie. I'm just, I'm trying to be a better parent all the time. I, I, I don't really know how to be a parent, actually. Like, a lot of the times, I'm just, I just feel like I'm learning on the job. Uh, like, I still don't know what to tell my son about cursing, you know, sometimes, because sometimes, I try, most of the time, I try not to curse. Uh, but sometimes I say shit, you know, because I uh, drop something and then he's like, well, if you can curse, then I can curse. But I'm like, it's not the same because uh, you don't know how to curse and uh, you're going to use it wrong and you're going to be judged. And even if you use it right, you're uh, 12 years old, so you're still going to be judged. When I do it, people are like, oh, look at that old old guy, you know, he, he's cursing this guy out. That's funny. Oh, a lot of the time, I'm not even cursing anyone out. I... I a lot of the time I'm just cursing the situation, not a person, and uh, of course if you're 12 and you say fucking shit, you know, um, people are gonna be upset, yeah, so actually for a long time his favorite word was freaking, you know, because he thought like, yeah, I'm not gonna say fuck, I'm gonna say freak, and uh, so it's he did that for a long time, you know, It was like, freaking this, freaking that, it's fucking annoying. Um, I try not to curse in front of my kid, I, uh, sometimes your bad thoughts come out, you know, and, uh, that's really the hard part of being a parent, is trying to keep all your less than positive thoughts inside of your head. I feel like if, um, if there was a uh, thought police, I'd probably be arrested. Oh, I, at the very least, I wouldn't be allowed to be a parent. You just got to stay positive all the time, man. Like this one time a couple of years back when we signed him up for the Spartan race, I was, um, I was all supportive. I was glad that you know my wife signed him up for the Spartan race and then I had to wake up really early in the morning. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll be a good dad. I'll wake up early, I'll be supportive. And then I had to drive him all the way to Semenye, in the middle of nowhere. So that was okay. it drove us there, and uh, me and my wife didn't participate. Only my son did, and was he was young, so it was a short race. And I dropped him off, and I'm, I was like, "Hey, okay, I'll drop you guys here. I'll meet you guys at the registration." And my wife was, for some reason, she was pissed off at me. She thought that we were late. and She was blaming me, and so. I, we were we were starting to be in a bad mood, you know. And then I drove and parked the car, and the parking was like two miles away. So that, I was not having a good day by that time, you know. You know I parked the car, and then I had to walk like two miles, and I was like, this is bullshit, you know. He's probably not even going to run two miles, I got to walk two miles. And then I got back to where the registration was, and uh, my wife was like, where have you been? So I was in a bad mood, but I had to keep it together, right? So I was still kind of like, "Hey, this is gonna be fun, you know? It's gonna be awesome. We at the Spartan race for the first time." But then the the thought in my head wasn't that positive. The thought in my head was like, "This is fucking bullshit. Look at all these fucking people. Look at all these CrossFit assholes in their spandex shorts and their Lululemon outfits. They're all Spartan warriors because." You can do some burpees and some star jumps. Of course, I can't let any of those thoughts out, right? So I was still like, "Hey, son, you, how are you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling ready? You're gonna, you're gonna get over those obstacles. Show me your Spartan face." Yeah, this is Sparta. And the voice was like, "This isn't Sparta. This is Semeny." So that's the kind of thing that I go through, you know. It's just, it's keeping your thoughts in. It's it's not it's not healthy, you know, I find like this podcast is good for me because I can just let it all out. But when you're, when I'm not on this podcast, when I'm being a dad, when I'm being a husband, I really got to watch what I say. So I'm glad for you guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, I think today's one is not that long and uh, I'm gonna think of what else to tell you guys uh, at the next one. And uh, that will be in the next one. All right, over and out, bye.